Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Ren, and my best friend Drac is a vampire. Oh, but before you freak out, let me explain. Drac isn't like other vampires. He doesn't thirst for blood. He thirsts for knowledge. Each week, we hop into the coffin of curiosity for a spectacular adventure to learn about everything and anything, from how the sun works to why we burp. We have lots of fun, so join us. I promise that the only thing Drac will drink up is information, okay? Worst case scenario, he squirts you with some sunscreen. Search for Drac on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Whee! What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Oh, hi there. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Pflugerville. You know, one of the best parts about having your own podcast is that you get to talk about your favorite things. And for me, that means inventions. But today is especially exciting for me because I'm getting to talk about the invention of my favorite invention. The tin can! Now, we all know tin cans are delicious. They're good on sandwiches and they're great on rice. But did you know that tin cans can be used for something other than lunch? Well, they can! Get it? <laughs> can? Well, anyway, the truth is, tin cans have played a very big role in the history of mankind. Mmm, tin cans on a big, buttered roll. <laughs> Wait, where was I? Oh, right! The invention of the tin can. Picture yourself over 300 years ago, back in the 1700s. There was no internet, no electricity, and no Harry Potter. It was a hard time to be alive, and a hard time for leftovers. You see, there was no such thing as a fridge or an ice maker, so you couldn't keep food cold. And there was no Tupperware or plastic bags, so if you had half a sandwich or a few slices of pizza you wanted to save, there was no way to keep it fresh for breakfast. But it wasn't just about pizza for breakfast. Not being able to keep food fresh was a big problem. Think about it. If you were an explorer or a traveler, there was no way to bring food with you and keep it fresh. Once you'd eaten all of your food, you had to hope you'd be able to catch, hunt, or find more. Otherwise, you were doomed. Oh. It was such a big problem that the emperor of France, Napoleon, offered a prize of 1,200 francs, or French dollars, to anyone that could come up with a way to preserve food and allow his army to travel farther. 
Fortunately for the world, there was a Frenchman named Nicolas Apert who knew about food. He had worked as a confectioner or candy maker and a chef in Paris for 11 years. He had a lot of food around to experiment with, so he decided to see what he could come up with. Nicholas knew that food left outside spoiled faster. Sunshine may be good for a tan, but it's not great for mayo. So he decided to make an airtight container that would keep the outside, well, outside. He sealed uncooked food in a glass jar with a cork on top and then covered it all with wax to make it airtight. It didn't work. It turned out that while he managed to lock the food inside, he'd also locked in a bunch of bacteria. And that bacteria ate up all the food. So next, he made airtight bottles of food and then placed them in boiling water to heat it up and kill the bacteria inside. This time, it looked like he was onto something. By 1810, Nicholas had mastered his glass jar technique and it was purchased by the French government. The technique quickly took spread and soon people all over the globe were using it, including a British inventor named Peter Durand. Peter liked Nicholas's idea, but he decided to try making one small change. What if instead of using glass, which breaks easily, you used airtight metal? A metal like, hmm, I don't know, tin? Nicholas had always used small amounts of food in small containers for his experiments, but Durand was a bit of a show-off. So he packed huge quantities of meat in giant tin cans and gave them to the Royal Navy to take on long trips across the sea. Upon returning home, the cans were opened and to everyone's delight, the food was still edible. The tin can had officially arrived. Since tin was cheap, easy to make, and stronger than glass, tin cans quickly became the most popular forms of food storage in the world. A world that was now being explored more than ever thanks to tin cans. That's right! Powered by canned peaches and sardines, Europeans were now sailing past the horizon and into the unknown without fear of running out of food. But despite the success of the tin can, there was one thing that all of these inventors forgot about. How to open the things! These early tin cans were sealed super tight without a tab or a screw top, which meant people were forced to try to open them with whatever sharp or heavy things they could find. Often, they had no choice but to use a knife or a rock. And if they missed the can and accidentally hit their finger, well, ow! Luckily for you and I, in 1855, a can opener was finally invented. And the rest is culinary history. Wow! You know, we live in a busy world these days. Every day you have to do your homework, take a bath, and host a podcast. And it's easy to take things for granted or to forget to take time to think about how food gets from the farm to our plate or to our lunchbox. So it's nice every now and then to take a second and appreciate how many people worked hard over the centuries to create the tin can that brought you the tuna that's now sitting in your sandwich. And then it's nice to eat the empty can for dessert. 
Well, folks, we've come to the end of another Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. Come back tomorrow when I'll be covering more inventors and inventions. And if you have any questions for me about tin cans, Pflugerville, Goat Life, or Lucy Wow, email me at kapow at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. It's very exciting. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow's sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint. Well, today I got the most exciting news and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths. Don't faint. I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker and God, I'm famous. The most famous mechanical pygmy goats ever live. Go to GoKidGo.com and check me out. Lucy Wow merchandise is now available and you know you need more kapow in your life. Have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Until next time, this is Kapow signing off. Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.